You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. And today's guest is a purple belt who trains at Gracie Barra, located in Spring uh, Branch, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek Balderas. Good, sir. Hey, how's it going, my brother? Doing good. How was your New Year's Eve? Man, my New Year's Eve was fantastic. How was yours? It was good. It was good. Just spending time with family and I had my little one, so we had to get her, get her home and in bed. So I, I didn't make it to midnight, but it was a good time. That's good. Yeah, we we were kind of out a little late. Uh, the, you know, the kids were playing with their cousins, so we they had a good time. So they they sleep now, so I think they had a you know party harder than we did. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's always a good time. Always. Well, let's get the ball rolling, man. If you want to um, introduce yourself again, you sure can. But um, Let's hear about your uh, jiu-jitsu journey. Yeah, so Derek, oh, Derek Balderas. Um, I'm from um, a little town called Shirts, Texas, just, just outside of San Antonio. Um, joined the Army, was in the military for about 13 years. Um, jiu-jitsu kind of started for me back in about 2012. I was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, and at that time, Fort Hood was doing a combatives tournament. Um, one of the instructors, because I was an instructor at the time, so one of the instructors there he was already experienced. He was a, a um, amateur um, MMA fighter. He had already been in the um, BJJ scene, the MMA scene. And so we kind of got a little team together and we were going to compete and represent our academy um, during this um, competition. So luckily our leadership allowed us to train for about a month, um, gave, gave us some time in the afternoons to train. And that was kind of like my first introduction into grappling and jiu-jitsu and that's kind of where it, it, it all started so you know kind of fast forward from there we do the tournament i win my first match i lose my second match but i pretty much fell in love with, with them jiu-jitsu um that next week i started at a gym called american fight company um at that time there was professor jerry clunes he was my first professor and i started training from there um trained for about a year and a half two years um then i deployed when i deployed and then when I came back in um, 2016, I never picked jiu-jitsu back up. So I kind of had a gap there. I did the Army Combatives um, pro, like, program. I trained with the American Fight Company for about two years, deployed. From 2016 to about the middle of 2019, I decided to join the police academy. So once I joined the police academy, I decided, hey, if I'm going to be like, on the streets doing the job, I need to get back to training. So I was already out of the military by then. I moved back to my um, hometown of Shirts, and I um, started with Tent Planet in San Antonio. Um, trained there for about six months and wasn't getting exactly like what I needed. The gym was great. The gym is still great. Um, I go to um, open mass there a lot, um, but I kind of want to do more gi work as well. So mm-hmm. then I kind of got home at Brazilian Top Team, and so Brazilian Top Team they have four gyms here in um San and um here in San Antonio, Shirts, and the surrounding um, communities. Um, professor Diego Ongamanal was my professor for pretty much the last four years. Um, started over again, brand new white belt. Um, it was January of 2020. I started at um, Brazilian Top Team. Um, and then I just recently made the change to Gracie Baja um, Spring Branch. 
So that's kind of like my journey from where I'm at right now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, so when it when it comes to um, like jujitsu, uh, like I've I've had a cover a couple conversations about this with other uh, other guests and just on social media we we're talking about like you know police officers doing jujitsu, um, like they feel like they should be at least like a blue belt when it comes to like. I guess adding that to their curriculum, you know, to become a police officer. Like, what is like? I guess how do you like? What do you feel about that? Like, jujitsu being added to like, I guess you want to say like police force. I'm all for it. Um, I think. I mean, I think that it should be taught from the academy. The, the thing about Texas, and I think about most states, is is there is no state mandate for combative training, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind. Of, I think that's kind of where it, it all needs to start. Since mm-hmm. there is no requirement, it's going to be hard for departments to justify this type of training. You know, we have we have requirements for firearms. We have requirements for other things. Well, the departments have to implement that training because it, it's a state requirement. But the departments I work for, I've never done a day of combative training. And so, I mean, me as 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 a practitioner, I know how much it helps me. It gives me the confidence on the street and I know how much it could help every officer um, be better. But until I think the states kind of see that and mandate it, it's going to be hard because you got to think of the funding. You got to think of officers getting hurt. How how do we implement a program to kind of balance that? How right. do we part and officers getting hurt part? Um, mm-hmm. This we're kind of seeing. Um, from what I'm kind of seeing is they're doing kind of the Gracie survival tactics. That's kind of the program that most departments are leaning towards. Um, and the way they structure that program is very, very crawl, walk, run type style. So, you know, I could see as a BJJ practitioner, it's not great for what, you know, for us as, as, as everyday BJJ guys, mm-hmm. that program for officers, I think it's great because it does really start slow and builds that foundation up to where they can eventually start getting into more of an aggressive training curriculum and really going more live roles and really get and really building that foundation for them for the uh, stuff that they're going to meet like in the street. But, but yeah, man, like, like it's tough. Cause I mean, it's just, just a lot, like a lot of departments don't train. I mean, there are some here that, that, you know, there are guys that are qualified to train and, and this departments don't allocate the training for it. Yeah, I because my uh, my instructor, he used to be, you know, he's a retired police officer. And, um, you know, just the stuff that we trained, like, you know, like, you know, how to how to, you know, take take down somebody who, you know, who's being aggressive without hurting them or you getting hurt. How to. um you know, make sure their hands are clear from their waistline and stuff like that. And it never, I'm like, it never dawned on me. Like, you know, you go through, you know, I got, fr- you know, I got friends, I got training partners who, you know, who's in the police, you know, police academy and stuff like that. And you get trained on all these situations on the, you know, how to handle a gun, but you never really hear about, you know, like any situations like combative training, like, you know, how to handle yourself without using your weapon, without using excessive force and stuff like that. Like everything has to go from like zero to a hundred. And I'm, you know, I think to myself, like if there was like, 
you know, proper training in, you know, in like in something combative, you know, grappling and especially a lot of this stuff could be, you know, de-escalated quickly without use of like excessive violence. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I can only speak for myself, like, you know, but right. I've always been in a blown out fight. Like I've, you know, I've gone hands on like a plenty of times. I've, I've been in some scraps a little bit. Um, nothing that I've, I've ever felt I was, you know, at some type, type of disadvantage or I was really scared for my life. So, mm-hmm. I know, so I, I can't really talk on, you know, to say, you know, hey, it works 100% because look, I've done it, you know. But yes, I like, I have gone hands on. But what I can say is that, you know, as a purple belt, you know, I, I, I do feel that I am kind of an advanced level, you know, I'm not that white belt and blue belt. So when I do walk into a situation, you know, I am very calm. Like, I'm not scared, you know, my heart's not racing. I'm, I'm able to talk, I'm able to control my like emotions. And for me personally, um, I've only been a cop for a, a little over three and a half years, almost four years. Um, I've been in situations where, you know, guys have been suspects, subjects, they've been heated, you know, they've been F you, I hate you, you know, all this, you know, just verbal, this, that, I'm gonna kick your, you know, butt, blah, blah, blah calm talk to them keep my voice just like this because i'm confident in my ability that if it has to escalate i can escalate it like this slap mm-hmm. bump. that's how we train right slap bump go just like that right i'm confident that i can do that now am i going to win that fight i have no clue you know i'm not saying i'm going to win every fight i'm not, it's been, and, and i know that you know i keep my distance i i i keep a tactical approach to it but I'm able to control my emotions to where I can talk to somebody with a calm voice, calm them down. And normally, normally 98% of the time I can deescalate that situation and they're actually apologizing in the back of my unit saying, Hey bro, I'm sorry that, you know, I treat you like that. And I'm like, Hey bro, Hey, I, I don't care. Like you're having a bad day. It is what it is. We all have them. I don't right. judge you, you know? Like, oh, you know, I, 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 and, they, and like they say, like, I'm not like that. I go, dude, I, I promise you, I'm not judging you. Like, I get it. Like, I don't judge. I don't care because you know what? We all have our demons. We've all done our bad stuff. I have too. I don't judge you. So I right. appreciate apology. I appreciate you, you know, having enough respect to comply, you know, put your hands behind, behind your back and let me do what I needed to do without fighting me. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's kind of, that's the mindset I want to bring to policing. That's the officer that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives me in jujitsu, to be honest. You know, yes, I do love, you know, as I progress in my jujitsu journey, I do love jujitsu um, as a martial art. I do want to be a black belt. I want to pursue, you know, my, my life will always be in jujitsu. But as a police officer, you know, that allows me to be the officer that I want to be and not just for me, but for the community, for the people that I have to, you know, make contact with that I may have to arrest or, you know, calm down and stuff like that. So it allows me to be a better officer than I think I would be if I didn't have it. So um, either you understand or you don't like when it comes to jujitsu, like how much it, it bleeds into your everyday life. Like, you put so much time on the mats, you want to get better, you want to do whatever, you know, whatever you can to, to improve yourself. And then it's just like, okay, if I can do this in jujitsu, let me see if I can do this everywhere else. Yeah. You know, and then 
it just takes over your life from there. <laughs> it definitely builds like work day. You know, like the like the confidence you get from doing some something like jujitsu, like everything else seems easy, you know? Like if you like you can go in the gym and, and just get past the ego and get past the fact that I'm going to get I'm I'm gonna get embarrassed at times. I'm gonna get choked out. I'm gonna get tapped by kids, by people smaller like than me, sometimes females. Mm-hmm. And, and like you persevere from that and you just continue to move forward and continue to just train and get better. And and now all of a sudden like you're the like you're the person tapping others out. You know, that like that confidence you build. I mean, I mean, like there's 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 no other there's nothing better than martial arts and a contact sport, something like that, to to kind of catapult you through the rest of your life for the any, anything else that you want to do, you know? Yeah, because I, I think, especially with jujitsu, it puts you in such a, a controlled, hostile situation so many times, whereas, like, you, you, you put yourself in a position where you have to, like, focus on that. Yeah. You have to focus on your jujitsu. You can't let outside life or work get into your mind because next you know you're you know you're looking up at the ceiling everybody's looking down at you like are you all right you know so it just yeah it it, it trains your mindset to be like yeah if i can survive this if i can survive rolling with a 200 plus pound wrestler i i, I can handle i can handle everyday life yeah i mean there's just so many like benefits from it i mean if, if we're talking the law enforcement realm i mean it isn't just the fact of hey what can we do on the streets but I mean the mental aspects, you know, you know, officer suicides, just stuff like that, you know, like having an outlet to just like what you said, like get on the mat, don't think of anything else, kind of let loose and just find that like outlet to to just clear your head and clear your mind. I mean that, that that's another one of the big like reasons why I train. I mean, mm-hmm. if I go a week like, like if I go a week without training, man, my wife hates it. You know, like it's just something I gotta do. It, it's it's something that's a part of me that will never, it'll never stop. You know, like no. I, it's the gym, it's it's the mats, it's 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 my therapy. You know. Yeah, because like um, a few weeks ago, I had you know I had surgery and you know I had to take a couple weeks off the mats, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how I'm gonna survive this two weeks, <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just a sign. I need to take a break. Yada yada yada. But after that first week, man, I was losing my mind. I was yeah, like, November, November 10th, I thought I broke my ankle. You Ooh. know, we started up top, my leg got caught on a takedown, and it popped. Never had a loud pop. Thought I broke it, but it wasn't broken. Uh, went to the emergency room that day, just a sprained ankle. So I was actually out for since November 10th till about um, this past weekend, I've been out. And uh, yeah, it was rough. That's probably the it's first rough. For four years, I've taken longer than, than like a week off. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been training for, yeah, it's been like over six years. And yeah, this has had to be the first time I took this long off the mats. Like two weeks off the mats was like crazy to me. I'll take a, a day or two. Yeah. But, you know, even then I'm like, all right, I'm starting to itch. I'm starting to get, you know, like I need to get on the mats, you know. But being this like. No, actually, it was like three weeks. Yeah, it was like three weeks because they had me off for two weeks and they put me on like another like light restriction. They was like, you know, you can go to the gym, but you got to be careful what you do because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, man. But after that three weeks, I was like, yep, get me on the mats. I need to roll with somebody. Let's go. 
Shoot, I mean, all, I, I'm watching flow grappling. I'm I'm YouTubing. I'm doing everything I can just to keep my mind like like still in it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, are are you a gi guy? No gi guy? Like, what do you prefer? I I prefer. I've been going back and forth about this. I I've been falling in love with no gi, but I'm starting to miss doing gi. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like we um like we were we were very fortunate to open up me and another training partner we opened up a school and then I end up opening up another spot with another partner and um right now it was like we're still in that re- you know we're in that like you know build a stage so a lot of people hasn't bought in yet they haven't bought gi so my class has been strictly no gi and yes. over there we do like no gi on one day gi on the other day and so it's just been like no gi for like the past few months so i was like yeah i love it but now it's like you know we got you know we kind of mess around with gi on um on our saturday class and it's like man i kind of i kind of starting to miss this starting to miss where uh rollo and gi not too much but you know you know i just got to find that happy balance so as a gym owner like what are your takes so my kind of thing is you know as a customer who pays for the gym you know i'm i like no gi Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the gi. I do like like the same with you. I do want some gi. I don't don't like you know. It's kind of why I went away with Tenth Planet because I do want some gi work. I, yeah. Eventually, one day I do want to be a black belt. I do want to train um, and be an instructor. I want to be a professor. And, and you have to know the gi. Like I want to know the you know the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu martial art itself. You know, not just mm-hmm. the and. Um, but I feel like you know if you own a gym because one day I do want to own a gym. So I'm thinking about you know. How would I run my gym? You know, mm-hmm. you know, would I run my gym on the fact that hey, I want to be a no gi gym, which are most of like a lot of the Brazilian gyms are like a gi gym, right? They got a lot of gi, very minimal, like a no gi. Or am I going to go with what my customers want? And if they want no gi, am I going to do more no gi because that's what my paying cut like customers want? Like, how do you feel about that? Like, are you going to go with how you want to run it or how the, your paying customers kind of want? Um, I, I've been kind of on the fence about that too, because, you know, um, I'm looking at it, you know, you got to start looking at it as, as a business aspect versus just like, you know, how you personally feel about it. Um, cause right now, like a lot of the, the, the few guys that I do have, they do prefer Nogi and I'm okay with not, you know, doing, you know, doing Nogi. So I'm thinking like, maybe I'll probably try to do, um, just like a more Nogi classes, but, um, I still want to kind of, you know, play on both sides. So I'll probably do like, hey, we're going, you know, we're no geek, no, no geek school, but we're, we will hop in the gi every, you know, every now and then. So you guys can get a feeling of understanding on, you know, how, how it works. Now, I just don't want to just completely be like, no, no, you know, we're not doing gi at all. But just, you know, just a little mixture of the two. Yeah. Because I, I think you should, you know, you should be able to know both, you know. So. That's how I, I I look at it. Like I rather have, you know, cover all grounds versus just no heat. Such a big topic, right? Last like yeah, time. yeah, because it's because you know a lot of you know a lot of schools you know they 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 fight with that. You know they have you know they, if they have a big school and they may notice like yeah we got more people that's doing no gi versus gi. 
then you know you run into that question like okay do we keep our key program or do we just go strictly key or do we just kind of keep it the same like what do we do in this aspect because you don't want to lose people because you don't you're not able to um you know cater to them so to speak yeah. because you know you you you'll never want someone to like leave out with a bad experience to something that you love because they might not go pick it up somewhere else sure. so especially like with me you know, I, when I get new people on the, you know, new people on the mats that never done a martial art, never done jujitsu and so on and so forth, but they may have seen it before. The first thing I'd be like, hey, look, I do this because I love it. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to push you into, never run you into the ground. This is what, you know, you take out of it what you give it. You know, if you want to just say, hey, I just want to do it for the, the exercise, get in shape, learn something new. All right, we, we can do that. If you tell them like, yeah, coach, I think I want to co- compete. I think I want to do this and do that. Okay, we can do that. Because I'm like, I'm not getting paid a lot to do this, and I can't cover your bills if you get hurt. So, <laughs> like, we're not a we're not a hundred percent, you know, go 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 type school. And I'm like, no, you go at your own pace. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Saturday at the open mat, I was talking to one of them, one one of my buddies that opens that owns a gym. And he's kind of struggling with that as far as so his gym is a very MMA focused kind of like a old school grinding gym, which I love because mm-hmm. that, that's what I grew up with. I right. love petition hard. Every time you go in there, it's going to be a hard, a hard class. Right. But the business aspect is that's not going to attract a lot of people. Right. Gonna go into that first class and then be like, no, I can't do this every day or two days. This is crazy. And so he's kind of like, well, how do I do that? Like what you said, like, you know, how do I focus on getting the people that just want to do it as a hobby or learn the martial art? And and then also have my, you know, my killers, my competitors, my MMA guys and stuff like that, and kind of balance that. You know, do I do set like separate classes and do you have the time to do like separate classes? As well as, you know, you gotta have a good kids program. Because I think kids like program is what really makes a, a gym potential yeah. wise is the kids. And and so he's kind of trying to teeter on, you know, how do I balance that, that hobbyist to competitor and kind of make a gym, one gym for everybody, you know? And that's yeah, tough. it's I'm 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 very, you know, uh fortunate enough to have an instructor that kind of distilled that into uh into us when he was kind of teaching us like the business aspect of the school. Now with him, you know, he he has like you know outside businesses, and jujitsu was just like a hobby to him. You know, it was like, hey, I you know the as long as the longest tuition is keeping the doors open, I'm I'm cool with that. If I, I'm not looking to make money and so on and so forth, so he was like, oh, this is hobby, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. But like you said, you get people that's like, okay, what do I do in a situation when I open my own school? How do I want to run it? And like you said, kids cat kids class pays the bills. Kids class and, and fundamentals classes pays the bills. That's yeah, there's no way around it. Like you got to have a solid, you know, kids class in order to you know function. Unless you got 50, 60 people that's on the mats every single day. But sure. like I said, not it's not always going to be that way. So having that good, strong fundamentals. I mean, fundamentals and kids class is just really important. And you just kind of have to, yeah, you have to kind of have those multiple type of like, you know, multi-day classes where it's like, you know, for this hour, we got fundamentals. This class, we know we just got beginners. This class, we got X, Y, Z. And on these days, we got the hard classes. We got the competition classes. We got this. We got that. 
just it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, I would love to open a gym one day. I mean, I'm I'm years from it, but I think about that because I think about my mm-hmm. journey now. You know, I'm 38 years old, so I'm not young, but I do like to go hard still. And you know, and I kind of feel like, man, like how do I balance that? Because I do have, you know, like I have my wants, you know, like I want to do more no gi than gi. So sometimes if I'm at a gym that does more gi, I'm kind of like, man, like I want to go to a gym that has more no gi. And then if you have like, well, I want to go to a gym that has more upper level belts so I get harder rolls. But then sometimes it's good to be with lower belts so I can try new things out and mm-hmm. like work my technique game and stuff like that. So it's just like I always think about like, you know, just what's the perfect way to run a gym and me and my buddy were just talking about this and at least where I'm at in the San Antonio like area, you know, your Brazilian top teams, your Gracie Bajas, some of your bigger names, like they're doing well, but is it because of the name? Is it because of how it's ran? I don't know. You know, like, yeah. Does that really help at some point? Like the big names, you know, like when I was at Brazilian top team, like I didn't leave there because of anything. Like, it, like I, I love that gym. Um, Diego's a great professor. All the coaches there are great. The gyms, like the gyms are great. And you have, I mean, Diego is a, a world champion, multi-time. All the coaches there have won pans and worlds, gi and no gi. There's times where you'll have seven or eight black belts, six brown belts, and then there's like a couple of purple, blue, and whites, you know? So to have the opportunities to really, you know, have that type of training every day you train, you're in there with with high level black belts. I mean, you can't ask for anything, you know, like better than that, right? So right. Brazilian Top Team was a great place. It just for me, I wanted a little bit more nogi. Um, the schedule from where I because I actually live outside of San Antonio in shirts, and they have the Brazilian Top Team in shirts, but the schedule isn't really fitting what I need it to fit me or fit for me like anymore. Mm-hmm. And the gym I just transferred to, um, Gracie Baja is kind of closer to my son, which I'm hoping one day he'll want to uh, pick it up and train with me. And so, because because uh, so I tried to have him train with me at Brazilian Top Team, but I don't have him enough for him to train where I live. Well, then I paid for him to train where he lives, but he doesn't want to train without me. So that didn't mm. like. Well, you know what? Well, maybe maybe it's time if I just change gyms and train closer to him. Now I'm like within 10 minutes, like from his house, I was like, maybe, you know, he'll come train with me. So that's kind of my hopes is not only do I get more Nogi, because now my professor of James Overton, he's a really great guy. He trains with New Wave and those guys, really technical um, dude. He loves Nogi, but it's also closer to my son. So I'm, I'm hoping I can get my son in the gym with me and we can train together. He's 12 years old, so he has, he has years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got to get them started early, man. Got to get them started early. I'm trying. But, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the things that, you know, um, you you don't you don't think about, you know, as the as the 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 business aspect of jujitsu. Like I'm just used to, hey, going in, you know, hitting the mats, work out and go home. You know, versus someone who owns a school is like, dang, I got to come up with lesson plans. I got to come out. I got to figure out, you know, what's what's to do for the week and all, you know, so on and so forth. I have to adjust my um, my lesson plan depending on who shows up, 
uh, it's a lot that goes into it because I can be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach this this you know this Tuesday this Thursday yada yada yada, but if I got only white belts who never done anything is like, okay. Now I have to kind of switch it up a little bit. I can't go into what I wanted to go into, but yeah, I just that's the kind of thing I just lay out from the jump. Like, um, you know, anybody anybody uh, that I'm introducing the sport to, I give them my you know my little background, how I you know how I train is how I teach. And a lot of people respect that because, you know, they go places and be like, yeah, you got to compete. Yeah, you got to do this. You got to do that in, in order to advance or in order to do um, e- even just to train there. You have to meet a certain criteria, which yeah. I'm not knocking those schools for doing that. If that's how you want to run it. But that's just not it's just not me because that's not how I was trained. So when I tell people, like, look. We are just hobbyists. We're nine to fivers. You know, we, I, you know, if something happens to you, I can't pay your medical bills. I can't pay your bills at all. I'm barely paying mine. So, you know, you do that information on what you will. But a lot of people be like, you know what? I respect that. I respect that. You know, you're open and honest about it. And, you know, and people's, you know, people kind of catch on and, you know, who's to say that, you know, you started, you know, you start. it's like, oh, I'm just kind of doing it just to work out. But then two weeks later, you're like, hey, I, I heard there's like a, a competition coming up. You think I should do it? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, <laughs> you never know. I've yeah. seen it. I'm one of those people where it's like I trained. I never thought about competing. Uh, and then one year, me and my training partner was talking about competing. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give it a shot. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 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 like j- this year. I'm I'm like, I want to compete at least six times oh, yeah. this year. So. So, I mean, the past four years, I, I haven't competed but one time. I competed in a law enforcement. It was on 9-11. It was, so it was in Houston. And because it was a first responders and tournament, I, I competed. I, I, I think I got gold in gi, silver in no gi. But, I mean, that was the only time I competed in, in, in four years. But then I competed in PANS this September and got third in no gi. And now I got the bug. So this year, I was going to do Worlds. In Vegas, remember, mm-hmm. I got hurt. Right. Now, I already have January, February, March, April, May already scheduled out. So I'll, I'm gonna try to compete um, every month this year uh, if I can. But my initial was like, you know what? I want to do this because I'm a police officer. So I want to focus on you know always being on top, focus on police, you know, police-based jujitsu. What I'm gonna use on on the street. And then now that I'm kind of getting more of the advanced rank and kind of getting more advanced now, you know, now I'm now I'm playing guard. I'm trying to learn more legs. I'm kind of getting into that jujitsu game now. Yeah. And now, now, you know, I love it. So and now I think I'm to the point to where, you know, I can distinguish between the both. Like, I'm not going to be on the streets and like drop to my butt, you know, like, <laughs> like oh, you're going to drop. No, man. Like, I, I'm at the point where. I know the difference. I, I'm, I'm at the point where I can stand up and play top game if I need to on the streets. But when I'm mm-hmm. on the, you know, I drop to my butt and I'll play guard and, I'll, and you know, and that's what I'm, my focus is right now is getting better at guard right now, you know, and, and white belts are passing my guard. So it's a, it's an awful guard game right now. <laughs> but yeah, the, but that's the, that's the, that's the fun of it, man. It's like, you get to experiment, you know, you know, you, you, you're trying to figure out what what you want to do, what you want to build your game around. I mean, I just I just got my black belt a couple months ago. Oh, 
Thank you. And I'm still, still stuff I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. You know, still part of my game is like, okay, I, I, I like to play bottom half. I don't even know just something. I just like, you know what, let's, let's play around with bottom half. And, you know, I'm finding success. I'm finding where, you know, I'm, I need to improve. And I just, just keep building, just keep building. But, you know, as far as like competing, I was going to compete this month. Actually, this weekend I was going to compete, but you know I had to, you know, I had to, the surgery, so I couldn't really train like I wanted to. But I know there's a couple that's coming up in February and March. That I'm like, yeah, I'm as soon as I'm, you know, after I got cleared after my from my doctor, I'm like, yep, I'm ready to hit it. I'm ready to get it, go after it, and compete in that black belt. It's it's going to be high level. So I was like, I, there's a lot of stuff I need to fix in between these couple months, and I'm and I'm ex- it, it makes me excited. Like at first I was like, man, this is gonna be rough, you know, really with upper belts and stuff like that. But it's like, man, it's time to not think like a lower belt, it's time to think like the rank that you are, really? and just go just go after it, man. If you know whatever happens, happens, just get uh, it, go get it. Care less if I lost. I'm yeah. like, when I went to Pans, I'm probably the nicest competitor ever. I'm giving the dude I'm about to go with props. Hey, bro, I, I hope you win, you know? I don't care. I'm 38. I'm just having fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out here to compete, have fun, kind of see where I'm at, kind of gauge it. Like, you know, if I was younger, if I was still in the adult division and trying to, you know, maybe pushing more, but now at my age and kind of, I'm just like, hey, I'm just trying to have fun. Like, just enjoy yeah. the, the sport of jiu-jitsu, have fun with it, meet new people, and, and kind of, you know, build that network of people. I mean, my buddy just came in from Mexico. And, you know, I bounced him around from all these gyms this past, like, two weeks, you know, just networking. And he got to meet all kinds of people, you know. I think, to me, that's what jiu-jitsu is, is the networking yeah. family. And, and, I mean, just because of my age, like, it's not so much the competitions and the medals and stuff. Yeah, that's great. But... I really just I love the network and the family that you build just in the you know in the community of jujitsu. And that kind of yeah. and that you know and that kind of goes with kind of what you see with gyms that are very you know, so what is okay, so as a gym owner, what is your thoughts on cross training? I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't knock that at all. Like if I get students, it's like, oh yeah, I'm training at blah 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 blah. Hell, I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'll go with you, or you know, if there's something that you learn over there, and it's like, hey, you know, they you know we was working X Y Z over there. You know, I think that's just something we should work on. Like just say for example, you know, you're you know you're one of my students, and you know you say, hey, I'm about to you know I got invited or I'm going to X Y Z for a couple of days, you got a couple of gyms out there, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, man, you know, go out there, have fun, you know, represent, you know, obviously you're going to show respect because, you know, I can tell by your, how you are. And when you come back, I'll have you teach class. Like, hey, man, what, what'd you learn? Like, oh, man, I learned XYZ. All right, well, Derek, we about to show us what he learned over at XYZ, man. So everybody gather around, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, it's it's more, it's, you know, it's more jujitsu out there than, than you realize, you know. That's something that me that I'm learning myself is like, you know, because I never really played leg locks. I never played deep half, Delaheva and all that other stuff. We were more like smash pass jujitsu, grimy, gritty type jujitsu. But it's like, well, there's there's more out there. But now that we're seeing that, it's kind of like, oh, okay, now we got to really 
really learn what we haven't seen yet and yeah. whatnot. So I like it. I love it. Every yeah. time I travel, I try to go to a gym. Um, I've never had a bad experience, you know. Never. I've never had a bad experience. You know, I've I don't think I've ever had to pay for a drop-in fee. You know, I always buy a shirt or a rash guard or something. Um, but yeah, man, like, and and I've gone all over Texas. I've I've trained in Mexico before, um, trained in Virginia, like all over. Never had a bad experience. But I love that, you know. Yeah, I love to go train with my buddies, especially a lot of like officers that do train. A lot of them train at different gyms, so you know we all talk about it and da da da. So I like to go train with them. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I I like if I was a gym owner, like I would, I feel the same way. Like I would love to just hey man, yeah, go like go cross train, you know, of 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 course have loyalty to the gym and stuff like that. But yeah, like go cross train, like have fun. Like this is a community, you know. And um, you know, like represent us well, you know. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that you can really ask for as a, as an instructor. Yeah. You know, it's like I can't I can't tell you where to go. I'm not your I'm not your parent. I can't say like, no, you can't go train there. No, that's bad. No, that's bad. Like, no, go out, have fun. Only thing I ask you to do is, re yeah, like you said, you you represent me. You represent our gym. Just show respect. If they say, hey, you got to pay a mat fee, pay a mat fee. If you got to, you know. If they say like you know you at least gotta buy a shirt, whatever, show your respect, show you know, and and invite them back to your school. Yeah, for sure. You know that's that's why you gotta do it. Like one of one of the guys that I you know I kind of cross train with, he's been uh, he's been an open mat a few times in my school. I've been a you know open mat in classes at his school, and we bet we like even though we do this so many times, we still like hey you know should I pay a drop in fee? He's like no nah, bro don't no don't worry about it. It's like your fourth fifth time coming. You don't have to pay. A drop-in fee. And the same thing for him is like he'll bring people from his school for open mats. Like, is it a drop-in fee? Like, nah, bro, just come on, you know, put it on the mats. Forget it. You know, your drop-in fee is getting out there on the work uh, on the mats and putting in work. Yeah. That's your drop-in yeah. fee. There, there's probably like four, like there, I I have a group of probably like five or six of us that love to train, but we all train in different places. Mm -hmm. But there are times where we'll go just to, you know, one of the gyms. And so we're bringing five dudes to a open mat. And some of these gyms may not have, but, you know, six like people come to an open mat on any given Saturday. And we're bringing five of them, you know, and we're bringing black belts, purple belts, brown belts, blue belts. So we're bringing some good experience. So like, like most gyms love it. They're like, mm -hmm. hey, thank you. Because now, you know, now our students are getting to see some other people. And of course, you know, we're posting on Instagram, we're marketing, you know, so we're showing love to the professor and stuff like that. So I hope that brings some, you know, by us doing that, I hope it brings some, some, um, some marketing to their gym. Maybe someone didn't know that that gym was there. Like, oh, mm -hmm. hey, yeah, let me go, like, and check it out, you know. So that, like, that's what I love, you know, like just doing that. So I have a group of us that do that a lot. Yeah, that's a great community uh, to have because, yeah, like you said, they, they might, they might be a little hole in the wall spot they don't have many students or like i said people don't really know necessarily know about them but it's it's crazy how you know how many schools will be against that oh a lot which is weird to me it's like it me. it's you it you say what it, it drives me crazy yeah like i've i've you know i've you know have you know different jobs you know or, you know around you know D, you know detroit metro area or whatever and the first thing I'll do is like, 
I'll look in the area that I'm working in and I'll try to find a, you know, a school that's in the area. Like, okay, I can drop in before work or drop in after work, so on and so forth. And I've been turned down. Like, you know, hey, you guys, you know, have like, you know, drop-ins and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, we don't do that here. I'm like, oh, oh, oh damn, okay. Wow. More often than not that I've, I've messaged schools, called schools that be like, uh, yeah, we don't do this. We don't do that. You, you know, you got to be a member. You got to, you got to have, you know, you got to be this in order to join, you know, to, to, to do a class. I'm like, I mean, all right, well, I appreciate it. And then they just hang up like, well, damn. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, how do you survive like that? You know? Right. Like, how do you survive like that? And the, the craziest part is one of the schools that I've, I've called and tried to talk to him was an affiliate of ours. Oh, so it wasn't like, you know, I was a foreigner. Like I know who we, I know, I know what the school is. It's like, Hey man, you know, I trained at X, Y, Z, you know, we were saying we're under the more aware banner, you know, Hey, you guys have any drop-ins or blah, blah. No, we don't do that here. So. I love, I like, so I like gyms that are like owned by one person, like one gym, one in like one professor, it's their gym. I like, I love here, right? Because that's their baby, you know? All their time is set to that. But then also, you know, you have your bigger gyms. Like, like Diego is the Texas coach for Brazilian top team. So he's the coach over all of Texas, and he has four gyms, five gyms now. And I, and I love it too. But what's great about Brazilian top team is that they're all over the world. So you, I can go and train when I was um, with them at any Brazilian top team, no matter where I'm at. And they're all over the world. So that's kind of cool to have a network like that. Where no matter where you're at, like you, like you can train, and they're never going to charge you and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to have like a family like that. And Gracie Baja is the same way. So I'm kind of like not losing a, like a network like that. But I do like the small gym aspect, like one owner, one professor, one gym. I do like that. Yeah, I, I, and that's where we came from. You know, the most people that we will have on a matter of time is probably like mm, seven, eight people. 12, if we're lucky. And I like that. I like the small, intimate type of classes because, you know, you, you you can you can get your, you know, you can interact with your professor. You can interact with your instructor and be like, hey, I need work on this, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, versus a large school when it's like 90 people on the mats at the same time and it's like, hey, man, if you don't, if you can't catch up, bro, <laughs> you're going to, you know, you're going to fall deeper, deeper into that pool. So, yeah, I, I don't see I, I I've been to a large school as like, you know, open mats and stuff like that. And it's like you got seven or eight roles going on at the same time. And it's like, what is going on here? I'm not used to all this. I'm used to maybe one or two. And like, you know, everyone else is kind of like helping coach. But we got everybody on the floor, everybody rolling. It's crazy. So our headquarters in San Antonio for um, BTT, it's like that. It's a big gym. So I mean, mm -hmm. it's a You'll have eight, nine rolls at one time going on. So it's a big, it's a big mat. So yeah. So I kind of grew up in that atmosphere of having that big mat like environment. But I, I mean, I like it. Like it's not bad. But and then uh, and then Austin. So since you know, I'm close to Austin. So you know, Austin's blowing up with jujitsu. Mm -hmm. So I've had a chance to train down at Henzo's in Austin. And and that gym's blowing up because New Wave is training there and stuff like that. Like man, it's so cool with what's happening with jujitsu, and just just now starting to kind of really get into it. Man, I'm like, damn, like, this is like the mecca now. 
Like everything is 45 minutes away from me that I can go down and like see and train and cross train and stuff like that. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I think I think we got to jujitsu at a at a really really good time because uh, yeah, it's like you know it's 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 coming it's becoming to the forefront. It's becoming more uh, global, and it's just like it's, it just seemed like awesome gyms are just popping up everywhere. Like every time you blink, it's like oh you know they just open up a gym like right across the street from me. I didn't even realize it, you know. So. Exactly. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where it's going and excited to see like how much more is going to do in the, in the next five, five, ten years. Yeah, I would like to see it in schools. Yes, yes. I schools. I mean, at least a basic, very basic curriculum. Like they, I mean, you know, like why can't there be a jujitsu like in curriculum? You know, like something for some type of bullying since bullying is such an issue in schools and. And just and just the issues that young kids are having these days, it's just crazy. Like, as a police officer, I can't understand some of the calls I go to. You know, and, and these are thirteen-year-old kids, twelve-year-old kids, you know, eight-year-old kids. I'm like, what is going on with this world? You know, and and I really think that you know, only because I know what it does for me, and I would hope it would do this stuff for others. If yeah, like why like why can't we have a curriculum starting in elementary school? Like jujitsu, you know, why does yeah. it happen in high school? Like, why is wrestling just in high school? You know, why can't we start earlier and just build off it as, as we go? I, I hope jujitsu kind of goes in that route, you know. Yeah, man. Maybe no. Maybe you know you'll be the one to start that. Never know. You know. So there's so New Braunfels is a city just next to us. Uh, one of the gyms out there, I saw their their professor is actually in one of the elementary schools. Mm-hmm. So what he was doing um if he was just kind of doing like a seminar type thing or if he's actually doing a curriculum like for the elementary school kids or maybe an after school program but he was um, he was at the elementary schools and, and, and i thought that was awesome um, yeah because because i feel like you know i've i've seen it come into my gym when it comes to like the like the especially with kids you know a lot of people feel like even, you know, even with adults, like we know we have this conversation with um, a lot of people and it's like, should, you know, martial arts, you know, jujitsu or, you know, grapple, you know, grappling should be taught in, you know, law enforcement and yada, yada, yada. And people, you know, the first thing they say, like, you know, why would you want to give someone with so much hostility another weapon? And it's like, well, I understand your concern, but honestly, to me, it, it, it's, it's the complete opposite. I'm less angry because I can get this stuff out. You know, I'm less upset because I'm out. I can go to an, you know, go to a room, a padded room with like-minded people, roll, you know, work, roll and work out my frustrations, and everyday life just seems so much better. That can just deter just um, bullying right there because usually when it comes to kids bullying, it's just pent up anger and frustration, and yeah. they just have to just so happen to take it out on you know an innocent kid. If they had somewhere to to get that out, a lot of bullying would stop. You know, yeah, I, I personally never met a a mean jujitsu person. You know, no, like no. well, I, I ran into a, I ran into a douchebag, but not really? not a mean person. I, like, I mean, I ran into guys who are like, you know, your spazzy white belts, or like guys that are really like, you know, they're just maybe going a little harder than they should. You know, then mm-hmm. that much 
bad. But I never ran into just genuine, like, just bad people in jiu-jitsu. I feel like, you know, like, the more trained you are, the more confident you are, the less, the less, you know, especially in policing, you know, like, for me, like, I am less likely to be in a violent altercation because of my training. Mm -hmm. I rely more on my verbal communication than my physical because I don't have to yell. I don't have to yell, scream, I don't have to cuss, I don't have to... Do all that stuff that you normally see because I have the confidence because of what I've done. You know, I put the time, the hours on the mat to know that if something goes down, then I have a chance. I'm probably going to win that battle, you know, most likely. Not every time. I'm not saying I'm going to win it every time. But most likely I'll be able to handle myself against an untrained suspect that's probably higher, drunk, doesn't have the full um, functions, right? And mm-hmm. And so when people say that, like, oh, why would you want to train an officer to, you know, be more violent? It's like you're not. You're training them to be less violent. Way you're less tra- violent. To, like, use their hands instead of go to their, you know, go to their gun or go to their taser or go to their asp or, you know, like, I'd rather, I I have a taser. Not one time do I ever think about pulling it out, you know? In any of my old altercations, I've never thought about pulling, like, pulling my taser out. I've always thought about going hands-on because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some will say, well, you know, that's going to that's gonna handle you one day or that's going to be a mistake one, one, like one day. Well, yeah, it could be, you know, may, maybe one day. But as far, you know, I'm, I'm four years in. I've been hearing this since day one. Okay, well, four years, what I've done so far has been good. It has been working, so, right. Well, four years and eight years, if, if the same applies, do I start having enough credibility at eight years now? Like, like when does my credibility start? Right on the subject that jiu-jitsu works because right now i'm still a rookie oh he don't know nothing he's only been doing the job for for three and a half years which is fine I get that yes i'm still a rookie right but when does my credibility start because mm-hmm. i've been working like i've been in some stuff you know and, and I, i've been i've been confronted by gang members by thugs by some hardcore people that i've been able to talk to even gang members like bro you're a cool you, like you're a cool ass dude mm-hmm yeah, because I, I showed you respect, you know? I respect right. you. I mean, when I walk up to you, I'm like, hey, bro, if you respect me, I res- I, I'll, I promise you, I'll respect you. All right, cool. That's it. I'm always saying, please, thank you, thank you, please. No ego. And that's all because of my jiu-jitsu training, I feel. Yes. Oh, no, I, 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 I can contest to that. Because I, I get people, you know, somebody, you know, I'll – happen to mention I do like jujitsu and if the people they do that understand or know anything about it the first thing they ask you is oh have you ever had to use it in the street no you never had to you know you never had to whip it out on somebody no man I mean what you training for because I like it the reason why I like it so much is because I have a place I can let this frustration and anger out you know, versus out in the streets where if I have to use it, okay, I know, I'm, like you said, I'm, I'm well equipped to understand the situation, which, you know, people need to understand Whereas they you saying like, oh, you know, this might hinder you one day, but the more you do it, the more you understand when you will have to like, you know, change your tactics, just like in, you know, just like in rolling, if I'm rolling with somebody and I'm, you know, I'm controlling the situation, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going lighthearted, blah, blah, blah. But once I know they starting to turn up, it's like, okay, we're going there. 
I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to play nice the whole time while this dude is, you know, elbows and, you know, knees flying everywhere. Again, you know, I'm getting, hit, you know, hit in the eye. I've, you know, it, it happens. But at the same time, I still know how to control myself. But now I was like, okay, now I see he's trying to turn up. All right, let's, let's kick it up to that level. Yeah. And that's the awareness that you gain from training. You know, you train consistently. Like you said, four years, I, 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 can, I can vouch for you and say, like, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Because I've been there. Like, I, I know, I understand in his situation where it's like, you know, you get these rotty people that want to just rah, 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 rah. And you're just like, all right, you're right. You're cool. All right, let's, let's, let's talk. Because I've worked in retail for the past 12 years. And well, for no, it's, it's, I'm not in retail anymore, thank God. But I've seen myself versus before I started training jujitsu and after I started training jujitsu. Because beforehand, you know, people they 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 feel like you beneath them, you know, they they'll talk to you in a certain type of way, and my anger would instantly throw off my whole day. But now, the last incidents, you know, the last I won't say incidents, but the last little elevated conversations that happened when I was at work, it was completely different because I'm like, dude, I'm not even about to go there with you. Like I, we, I know for a fact how this is going to end. Yeah. You want, you want to get rowdy. You want to get irate. I'm just sitting here chilling. Like, Hey bro, I'm, I'm trying to help you. If you want to, you know, my manager's like, rah, 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 rah. I'm like, no, just, just go. I got it. Calm down. We don't, we don't need all that. Yeah. You need to get out the store. No, no, you don't. It's all right. Did you just add a fuel to the fire? We having a normal conversation. You want to get loud? Hey, bro, we're not there. We're not going there. We're having a normal conversation. And then after a while, they'll be like, you know what? Now I look like the fool because I'm barking, people watching me, and no one's giving me that type of attention. So I'm just going to calm down. For sure. I mean, that's how that's I mean. <laughs> I, I can contest. I mean, I deal with that more often. That mm -hmm. in like, you know, people come down to the level that you're at. And yeah. then will rise. When you rise, like, I'm with them, they'll rise with you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we train firearms, but how many officers are going to be in an actual shooting? You know? Right. We train tactics and, 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 and all kinds of firearm drills and stuff. But, you know, statistics say that most officers will never be in, like, in a shooting. But yet, we'll put hands on somebody maybe every shift. I mean... Depending on where you work, you may put hands on someone every shift. You know, mm. if you're working, you know, for us, south side of San Antonio, east side, west side, that's a that that's a rough part of San Antonio. So you're putting hands on probably um, every shift, but yet there's no mandate for any type of training for that. It's crazy to me. I don't get it. Very so backwards. It's crazy to me, but I mean, it is like what it is. You know, there's some great there's some great companies um that are that are going around the country training like in police departments um you know gracie combatives is doing it um jay with um effective fitness combatives he puts on a great um, program they're c4c they do a it's called like police like jiu-jitsu they all do great programs and so they teach like a police jiu-jitsu specific programs that work for us because there is a there like there is a disconnect and there is a handicap when it comes to just jiu-jitsu and and that's another thing that we can go into is some gyms some professors think that if you just train jiu-jitsu then you should be good for the streets if yes a, a trained officer that trains jiu-jitsu is better than an untrained guy 
but we have a firearm, we have tasers, we have stuff on our belts. Like we have yeah, things, heavy stuff. You know, am I gonna go on side control and give my guy and like give the suspect my gun side, you know? Am I gonna do certain takedowns or certain moves that, that's gonna allow him to grab my gun? So there is a so you have to be able to train specifically for policing. And you have to train with your belt on and you have to feel and know what it feels like, you know, shrimping. It's hard to shrimp like we do on like in the gym when you have a belt on. So the difference, the, like the minute difference in shrimping would be that you have to lift your hips off the ground. Right, you lift them a lot higher. Butt, yeah. Right, but we don't do that normally. All, all we do is slide our hips over. So there are differences. And so I, I think, you know, that's kind of like the, the difference between what these guys are doing with their companies when they're going around teaching like police departments is they're teaching specifically for policing. They're all police officers, they're all black belts in jujitsu. Most of them are SWAT officers. So they've been doing the job for a long time and also they, 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 they've been training for a long time. So they're putting on great on programs. Um, they're training all over the country. So hopefully we start seeing a change in policing around the country. I know, uh, yeah. I think New Jersey, I think they passed a law where jujitsu has to be taught in the academy now. So, I mean, that's something. Yeah, it's a start. It's a start. This is definitely a, 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 a huge step in the right direction, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk bad about, like, officers. You know, like, they're my brothers and sisters. But, you know, you have two or three officers and you fight one suspect and you can't take them down and hold them down and – they grab and he grab and that suspect grabs a gun, whatever this is, like situation is, and that suspect gets shot and killed. It's like, why couldn't we control this? Like, why couldn't we control this guy or this girl? Yeah. It's three. It's three against one. It's two against one. A little bit of training could have prevented this death. You know, mm-hmm. shooting justified, yes, because of what he did. Like the actions of that suspect led to the shooting. So justified, yes, but is it right? Could we not have done better? Of course right. we could. Like, we have to stop thinking, is it justified, and start thinking, can we do better? And, mm-hmm. and for me, that's the difference in my mindset as an officer is I don't want to be just, oh, well, was it justified? No, like, what can I do to make sure I've done everything I can for this outcome to be the, the best outcome it could have been? Because, you know, I don't know, like, what it is, but it's not easy to shoot somebody. I would never want to shoot somebody, ever. Right. Fellow American having a bad day, even if they're a bad person in a bad situation, like if I can take them down with my hands or and control them and put them in cuffs and you know get them in, in, in like my patrol car, that's my number one goal, you know. Right. And I and I'm Every- doing everything I can to make sure I have that ability and skill set. And sometimes I don't. You know, they may be bigger, they may be stronger, they may get get the best of me, but you know. I'm definitely on, you know, I'm definitely better trained than I am untrained. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the reality of it, man. You know, people always want to go to like, you know, right is right, wrong is wrong. But it's like, yeah, okay. We understand the situation. It got hostile. The police had to use excessive force and, you know, people just want to jump like, Oh, he could have done better. True. But he's not trained for that. Like, like you said, you have four or five cops, Resting one suspect to the ground. And the suspect gets loose. The suspect get, and the suspect get loose. And then it just it just you know that person goes into that that you know that fight or flight mode and it just escalates. But 
I've, you know, my instructor showed us stuff that, you know, how to subdue people. Not saying it's going to work, in, you know, 90%, you know, 100% of the time, but it's a better high, you know, survivability rate for both parties if things are being handled properly. And we've had, you know, cops is like, hey, I'm not even going to hold you up. It's kind of embarrassing that we haven't been shown this type of stuff. Everything yeah. is just so aggressive, slamming them to the ground or stuff like that. Or like, yeah, three or four cops putting their knees in their back and their neck to kind of hold them down. No, my instructor shows the way to, you know, subdue somebody, get their hands behind their back, pin your knees behind their arms so they can't reach for their belt line or yours. You're safe. They're safe. You can handcuff them, wait for backup, so on and so forth. Everybody go home tonight. Everybody gets to kiss their wife and kids, on, well, besides the press going to jail. But, you know, majority of people can go home and kiss their wife and kids, you know, tonight. Without having that trauma of, like, I had to, you know, end someone's life today because he reached for my gun and I had to take lethal force. Yeah. I hope it comes to a change, you know. I, I hope something happens as far as state mandating, you know, and, and I, I don't get it because citizens complain and, and they yell and they protest and they do all, all, all this. Why don't you demand this? Mm-hmm. Like demand training, like demand, like, do y'all not know? Do y'all are like, are, are, like, are y'all not educated in the fact that you think that officers have this training when they really, like really don't or, or do y'all know? Well, if y'all don't, if, if, if y'all know, then demand it. Like if y'all right. want, on the street will demand the training. Don't defund us. Fund us and and have accountability. Say, hey, we want this. We want every officer to have 40 hours, 80 hours of combatives a year, which even then is not enough. I think once a week, you know, one hour a week, an officer, if you team up with the jiu-jitsu program in your community and say, hey, I'll pay for an officer to go to your gym one hour a week and make it mandatory, and pay the officer to go, you know, one hour a week isn't great, but it's something. It's something. That's that's 52 classes or, you know, however many classes a year they go to throughout, if they go every week. But that's a lot. I mean, you know, when I I go and I'm a, and I'm a practitioner, if I can go three times a week, that's a good week for me. Oh, yeah. I'm drilling. So, you know, I'm averaging two times a week when I'm working. And so if someone's going once a week, every week, and, and, and it's paid for them to go, and they don't have to pay the like the, the jiu-jitsu fee, shoot. Yeah, I mean, who's to say they won't get hooked, you know? I mean, that's the hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but nine times, out, I mean, nine times out of ten, if you're doing something every single, you know, every single week, it's like, all right, there's something to this. But again... They got a program, I think it's called Adopt-A-Cop. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the, um, a couple of the guys that, that's been on the show told me, you know, that told me about it. And it's kind of like that. It's like the police, the the police academy will pay for um, an officer to go, you know, to participate, you know, in classes up to Blue Belt. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, then yeah. they figure out from where they want to go from there, like they either you know, they, I'm going to say drop out of the program, but they graduate out of the program and then the next, you know, then they'll pay for the next person to come up and so on and so forth. It's, it's It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so program's still the same. So what they'll do is if the gym decides to join the program, they, every cop that trains there, 
the professor or owner agrees to charge fifty dollars a month. Mm. A doctor pay the gym fifty dollars a month. If they don't agree to that, then they'll give the officer fifty dollars towards their membership fee up until blue belt. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um. So I did that program. Um. You have to do some uh, posting on Instagram and stuff like that, like a weekly, um, to um support the program and um help on market it. But it's a good program. I mean, that's what we need. Like we like we need more stuff that's gonna get officers that out there. It's just, man, officers are are man. They're a hard bunch. Like, how do you get officers to train? You know, unless it's mandatory, it's just so hard to get them to train, man. Like, and some of it's laziness but man like we work so many hours it's so stressful you know you have your families you know you have your other like, hobbies you know how do you fit in an hour um, i think every officer can fit an hour in but i understand the other aspects if they're if the if the department's not paying for it man like jiu-jitsu schools around here are 150 170 a month and officers are living paycheck to paycheck. They're working side jobs. So when they're not working their own shifts, they're working side jobs. I have buddies right. out days a week, seven days a day, days a week, and like they're killing themselves. And luckily, I don't have to do that. So I train jujitsu a lot, but I can see where where why they don't train. But I can also see, hey man, like this is your profession. This is your life. You know, like this is a a life or death like situation. Every time you go to a call, you know, thanks. Yeah. You go. So it's a matter of priorities. But I mean, I, I, I can definitely see both both ends of the discussion from an officer standpoint. Um, and so I think, you know, if the departments help pay for it, pay for them to go, uh, make it mandatory, you know, that's going to be the difference. Um, there's a sheriff's office around here. They actually do a jujitsu class every Monday at the department one hour so you know you're going to the department it's there it's one hour it's every monday and come and train and they actually do jiu-jitsu training for everyone that starts they go through a little academy before they actually hit um, hit the uh, fto streets and they actually do a i think a one week on program for um, combatives but they have an internal so they have their own mats so they don't have to pay another gym to go pay so it's all internal so they're only paying the hour that that the officer's there so i mean mm-hmm. that that helps with costs and then of course there's the well how do we have a program that's not gonna injure officers that you know, too that's a big one which i mean like you can do it like i mean you don't always have to roll hard you don't always have to do like crazy stuff i mean when it comes to policing basics i mean t- 20 techniques a very basic jujitsu is all an officer really needs. And if they can just master those, you know, those 20 techniques, be very consistent and be able to like kind of connect them and move and go from one technique to the other and kind of flow with it. I mean, that's all they really need. Like, you know, and so, I mean, it doesn't have to be some, like some elaborate program that has to be developed, you know? Yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's a it's it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Um, obviously, there it's not foolproof. It's not you know watertight. You know, it's it's, it's going to have some hiccups. Um, a lot of people are not going to like you said. Not a lot of people are not going to agree to it. Not a lot of people are like man. I'm already 
working X amount of hours. I can't, I have no room to squeeze in another hour somewhere else and I got to pay for it. Nice. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's one of those things that we, you know, we can just hope and kind of like just put it out there and hope that it catch fire and, you know, it'll just be better around for a lot of people. Yeah. I hope so. I hope it gets better. Yeah, it will. I, I, I feel it will. But jujitsu itself is like, it's blowing up. So yeah, at least it's blowing up. I know, right? I'm, 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 I'm happy that it's, it's something that I've, 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 I've tried, that I stuck with, because usually, like, it's like you start something, it's kind of like, ah, I'll see, I'll play around for a couple of months and see how this is, and then I blinked, and I'm, <laughs> and it's consumed my life completely. <laughs> I wish I would have never stopped, man. Like when I started in 2012. If I would have never stopped, like, you know, that's kind of my, uh, if someone asked me, Hey, you know, like, well, like, what'd you say? Like, just like, just don't stop, you know, just, yeah, just don't stop. But you just got to fall in love with it. But yeah, like it is something where you either have to love it or you don't. Cause cause, you know, you do get your aches and pains. It doesn't matter how soft you go, you know, especially in gi, you're going to get your neck, you know, kind of yanked. You're going to get some, you know, some shoulders and stuff. So you like, you have to love it, have to love the process and love the art itself. But man, if you just don't stop, just stick with it, you know? Yeah. I think a a funny story about that. Um, uh, Like my, my wife, she's, she's been back and forth for training. She'll start back, you know, the, this year. And um, I think one of her like real, really hard classes, and then she woke up just body all beat up. She's like, just so stiff. And she's like, this is what you feel every day? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm from a from a knee, you know, from my knees, my wrists, my back, you know, neck, everything. Even right now, I'm in pain, you know, but I've gotten so used to it. You know, like I'll get up, I'll stretch, do whatever I can to loosen my body up, and boom, I'm dealing with the day. My wife's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear you. Keep going. I'm gonna go roll. Oh, okay. Cause I'm like, yeah. But I mean, like, so I mean, I wait. Like, yeah, my back, my neck. Like right now, something's up in my shoulder. I, I think I may have a mm-hmm. tear. And I mean, when I'm like, like right now, it's crazy hurting. But when I'm on the mat and I'm and, like warmed up and that adrenaline's going, like it just all loosens up. And now I'm, you know, you roll and then boom. But once you get home and take that shower and kind of get cold again, it and all them aches come back. Man, <laughs> I've really been looking into like yoga and kind of really started focusing on stretching and really kind of trying to see what I can do to because, yeah, I mean, lately it's really been hurting, you know, my back, my neck, you know, my joints. So I'm like, what do I need to do to prolong, you know, my jujitsu journey? And that's going to be stretching and yoga and smarter training you know not always going hard and i think that's a big one it's not always going hard i don't always have to go hard but that's hard because i want to go hard all the time like when you when you when you have those conversations like who are you really trying to convince (laughs) it's like i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go hard today i'm not gonna do it well so i'll tell you what so i'll go in there and i'm like you know what i'm gonna roll but i'm gonna roll with some of the like the lower belts right but then, like, maybe, like, my boy is a brown belt or a black belt. Like, you want to roll? I'm not going to say no. 
I'm the right. lowest. <laughs> I have respect, you know? So I'm not saying no to them. So yeah, hey, let's go. And then, yeah, I mean, it don't matter what they do. Like, anytime I roll with an upper belt, like, it's going to be a battle. And yeah. so, yeah, like, so my intentions were to go in there and have some easy, not easy rolls, but, you know, not, like, crazy rolls. But then it just one thing leads to another, and they become hard rolls. So it's either I have to, like, not roll at all and just do technique. But it's like, man, like, I do it for also cardio, working out. Mm-hmm. You know? rolling is part of the process you know yeah so I, there, I can't i can't tell you how many times i've i've been like in pain i'm limping everything hurts i'm grabbing my gym bag and my wife like where are you going i'm like you know where i'm going yeah are you gonna take it easy i'm like ah i'm gonna take it easy like i'm in i'm a lot of pain right now i'm i'm, I'm not gonna go hard and then boom i go to open mat it's like 10 people there it's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it warms up. Like, you feel good. Like, once you mm-hmm. get that ball, you kind of warm up. You start sweating and stuff. All those little aches and pains are kind of gone. Kind of get that Non-existent. Like, I can, I, I can be like, yeah, I'm in pain. But I'm watching this video. Like, I just went inverted like six times. <laughs> and then when you get, like, you get home. It's like once your body starts to cool down and your that adrenaline starts to like just start to just subside, man. It seemed like every step is just excruciating. Oh, yeah, that's but, the that's the yeah, man. Like some like some of these black belts that have been doing this for 30, 40 years and that are still doing it at like a high level. I'm like, yeah, how do y'all do this for so long? Like man, I'm telling you. <laughs> It's respect. That's what it is. Yeah. Those guys, like, because they've been doing it. But, I mean, that's what I think. I think if I get more flexible, kind of work on the yoga and 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 do some stuff to kind of help with recovery, I think that's going to help help with that um, journey. Because I'm not the most flexible. I'm a big dude. You know, I'm, I'm about 235, you know, 5'9", so I'm kind of like a short, stocky dude. Yeah, but, we're about the same. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, when I have my legs like over my head and I'm inverted and stuff, like that's not natural, like like for me in that position. But you know, I get in those positions, but I feel it after. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's 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 yeah, it's definitely more um, another thing that that is important about jujitsu is that taking your taking care of yourself, um, stretch before and after class. Um, you know, let your body recover. You know, properly take care of yourself for what you eat and how you. How you handle yourself, but it's better to learn it now than not learn it at all. Because I'm yeah. I'm learning it now, and I'm I can I can feel the difference, but it's like I, I can still do a lot more. Sure. With, with with like what you're seeing with like the jujitsu game now, like what is your take as a prof- as, as as a professor now on leg locks and white belts and learning that game early? I teach it to kids. Do you? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, I to me, I feel like you know the earlier the better because I I feel like if you wait too late to start to teach it and people fall into a position where they'll get a leg lock, they'll just grab and go. You know, like no, that's it's that's not how you're supposed to do it. Like we teach it, but we don't never we'll never like sink it in. Like if we go for if we go for a heel hook or ankle lock or anything like that. We'll just grab it and be like, all right, let it go, keep it moving. 
because yeah, like I said, we don't want nobody to get hurt and someone try to spit out of a leg lock and their knee go this way, their body goes that way, and yeah. now you're out for a while. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like some of the gyms I go to, they're predominantly like a nogi gyms, but man, these little kids these days are phenomenal. Nasty monsters, man. Just their technique, their leg game, their just I mean, even their wrestling too. Like they're just so technical. Cause I was thinking, I'm like, man, like if you wait to brown belt when you can start doing and if, and that's if you're even in the adult division in IBJJF. If you wait for brown belt and you've never done legs, well then you're you know you're kind of screwing yourself. Yeah. Now, you know, if a gym doesn't teach, if they stick to the traditional, hey, you're not going to mess with legs until you're at least a purple belt. That way, you kind of start preparing for your brown belt when like, you compete. I'm like, well, it's too late because these guys have been doing legs since they were like five. Yeah. And especially nowadays, oh my god, like there's a there's a 14 year old here. His name's Tristan. His older brother, JR, is 17, and they own a gym. And these two kids are phenomenal. Mm. Like JR's black belt, uh, Tristan's a green belt because of his age. But watching them roll, holy smokes, their technique is phenomenal. And I'm just mm. like, and then like, and then some of their younger, like, and then some of their students are just phenomenal. Just watching them. And I, and I, I just sit back on the mat, and I'm just like, it, it doesn't matter what position they're in. They're always attacking. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you even have the body control to know, like, how to attack from that position? Like, but they do, and it's incredible. And I just see the sport, like, in 10 years, it's going to be on a whole different level. Like, yeah. It's going to be so, so amazing. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes, for sure. Yeah. It's, it, it's fun. I love it. I love the community. I love the sport. You know, I love the like the networking and meeting the people and you know going to pans and just seeing like, everybody compete and like it's addicting. Very, 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 very. All right, Derek. So uh, we have a question. We ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, it kind of, it kind of became a staple. So um, past or present, man. Top three people. No particular order you would love to get a chance to roll with. Top three people. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably Gordon Ryan. Probably mm-hmm. in my top. Only because when I watch him roll, like, he looks like he's doing it, like, with no effort. But, yeah. That, but that pressure, everyone talks about the pressure. And that just fascinates me how someone, like, how do you mimic that pressure? So I would love mm-hmm. to feel pressure. Um, and just, I mean, obviously, you know, he's probably one of the best like, ever to do it in a nogi. So, you know, that'd be cool to roll with. Um, I think Hickson, like Hickson would be awesome to learn, you know, to roll with. Um, you know, he's like the pioneer and just kind of, just kind of seeing how he teaches and, and, and his philosophy. And of course, like, you know, he's more than just jujitsu, like his breathing techniques and like, mm-hmm does with his body to make him the jiu-jitsu, you know, practitioner he is, you know, like that's kind of what I'm starting to kind of get into. Like, you know, how can I better my body to be able to do this at his age? And then um, probably the third one, um, probably Big Dan, you know, Big Dan, he's huge, but 
I would like to roll with him and see, like, just see how powerful um, he is. I, I've been watching a lot of his matches lately. Mm-hmm. Kind of, he's he, um, he's coming up. He, he's kind of a, a up and comer, but and he's young too. So he's a but he's another one that's just going to be getting better and better. And at what I think he's what six seven, six eight. Yeah. And he's inverting and playing the guard game. That's like, scary. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah, that's so scary to think about. Or like, or, or like just down the street, you know? Like mm-hmm. Way, you know? I I don't know if I could ever get to them, but you know, you could always try to go into like a like a Dan Hard class or or some stuff like that. I'm Henzo's, and maybe they'd be there one day or something. But, but yeah, right. I think when, three, when I mean, they- there's, like there's so many that you could pick from, but I, I think those would be my top. Like my, my three right now. Not bad, not bad. I like that list. I mean, yeah, I I would I I think everyone would love to roll with you know Gordon Ryan and you know you know one of the the you know Henzo and all of them, um, just because of their knowledge and just experience. It's just like you know you're gonna get smoked, but you like oh. I just I just I just want to see what they're talking about. I just want to like for example, like Joe Rogan. He's a black. He's a, he's a you know jujitsu black belt, and it's kind of like I've never seen him roll. I've seen him explain techniques. I've seen him demonstrate techniques, but I've never seen him like roll. Yeah. And it's just like the idea of rolling with like someone like Joe Rogan is like, man, I know I'm not gonna last long, but damn it, I need this to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, that'd be fun roll. That'd be a fun yeah. roll. Fun roll. Fun fun roll. I think I could right. last a little bit longer with him than I could with the other three. <laughs> just a, just <laughs> a little bit longer, but maybe a little bit longer. But yeah, so just, I mean, not much, but just 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 a little but, bit. I mean, but just I mean, it isn't even about the role because I mean, pretty much every black belt can tap me, you know, whenever they want. So it's not even about you know the role itself. It's just like learning, learning what they're so good at, you know, mm-hmm. learning philosophies, like learning their. You know, their mentality of the game, you know, Hickson, the way he has not just the, the jiu-jitsu itself, but what he's done with his body and, and like, how he prepares for the jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, like, the mental aspect, the physical aspect for, you know, Gordon Ryan, like, you know, like, I mean, you he's beating everybody. So, I mean, you, you can love him or hate him. He's still winning it all. And, but everyone talks about his pressure. You know his pressure game. You know he, I I, I want to feel that pressure, and I want him mm-hmm. to explain to me like what is he doing to to have so much pressure to be a, able to completely demobilize the best people in the world. Right. right. Nicky Rod's another one. I would love to roll with him, and and I and I could have actually. Um, he he just did a veterans um jujitsu seminar on Friday, um in Austin. I could have gone to. But, um, you know, his body passing and just like, you know, the stuff he's doing, because that's kind of more my game as a bigger person. I try to do more of like, you know, the body locks and stuff. Yeah. I don't learn that system. I mean, that would be amazing. You know, how is he doing that to guys like Big Dan? How is he body locking someone that big and that strong and able to hold? Because I try to body lock somebody and I, and I get swept. Yeah. <laughs> the guys who outweigh him by 60 pounds at that level. And he's and he's sweeping them, you know, like 
the minute details that those guys have in their head and like in like in like their techniques like you know that's where you really learn it you know that's where you learn the yeah. game but but yeah it's there's just so much to learn for so many people it, it's just impossible to pick like just three you know everyone brings yeah. there's so much there's, there's there's the wrestling aspect there's the guard aspect there's the top game pressure there's the body lock there's there's so much that you, so you can be people yeah, so much, but yeah, I mean, like, you, I mean, you said it best, man. It's just, it's so much, it's so much out there, um, jujitsu wise, and um, it always like it always seemed like it's just rapidly just evolving right before our eyes. It's like we see one thing, and then next thing you know, there's like fifty other amazing techniques for fifty other amazing practitioners just come out of nowhere, and it's like always evolving, always changing the game. So. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy how jiu-jitsu works. Yeah, I mean, I would love the leg game, like, I'll learn the leg game, but, I mean, honestly, I would love just to be an expert at the basics, you know? Yeah, basics I, are always fun. Uh, basics is always key. Yeah, I mean, you see some of these guys that are just doing the basics. Like, sometimes you see Gordon Ryan just do a simple arm bar, you know? He gets the side control to, like, an arm bar. You know, I would love to be able just to do that at a high level. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, Derek, man, unless you got any more questions for me, man, um, I would love to let, um, for you to let the people know what you, if you got anything coming up, uh, shout out to your school. Um, anything else you want to add, man, the floor is all yours. No, I just, uh, thank you for having me. Um, I love the podcast. Um, I'm glad I found you. Um, been listening to you now, like since I found you. So, um, I'm a big advocate for police to go out there and train, so if you're an officer like watching the podcast, please just go out and train. Just like try, like just try one class, try two classes, just give it a chance. You know, I think it's going to change your life, both um, on the streets and mentally. And uh, you know, shout out to Gracie Baja, Spring Branch, uh, Professor James on Overton, and it's um, about it, man. I, I appreciate you having me. Have a great New Year. Um, hope you the best for all your tournaments that you have. Uh, set up for you um, this year, so. I hope man, likewise, man. I, yeah, I appreciate the support, man. I appreciate you, uh, you know, have you on here, man. And you know, I'd love for you to come back down the line, man. We can, you know, definitely chop it up some more about, you know, about the thing that we love so much. Oh, for sure. Anytime, bro. All right, man. That's uh, the end of today's episode. I would love to thank Derek one more time for coming on the show. Uh, bless us with his jujitsu knowledge. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. All right.